for the Reverse Psychology Rewind. This is a bonus episode discussing the recently released new season of Frasier. It's episode two, Moving In. Now, usually we go backwards through every episode of the show, but because there is new Frasier to watch, we're going to be discussing and spoiling the new episodes the wrong way around. Forwards. I'm Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, Brian Sansone. Hey, Curtis. Episode two, going the normal way. Love it. Totally ready for it. Not weirded out at all still. Is it hard for you to count forwards in that way now? Well, this is only my second number two episode for a season. So I'm just, I'm just totally out of my element. Uh, you said it's episode two, right? I, I have that correct. Episode two. Yes. You don't mean 23. Okay. All right. I know it's confusing. Well, right off the bat, uh, you are a, a father of a young child. How much PTSD did you get when they played baby shark? Oh my God. I was, I was like, man, I need to get that. What a good product. You don't understand as a dad, you really tune out of baby shark very quickly. Mm. Like it doesn't annoy me whatsoever. Oh, that's interesting. 50 times in a row. I was like, Oh my God, there's a thing that will respond to our movement. I need to go look for that. (laughs) I wouldn't put it so close to my bed, which is in a living room. That's a weird choice, but yeah. Hell of a product. Well, in, in fairness, there's not a lot of room because the, the couch is his bed. So sure. Sure. But, you know, two more feet. Just put it right up against, maybe put it in the kitchen. By the way, so we're in this apartment, and we didn't talk about this last episode, but one of the things Frazier kind of does as soon as he sees Freddy's apartment is kind of put it down as, like, kind of a shithole. Which I loved. That was very Well, (laughs) sure. But it's, I don't know, it seems like kind of a nice place. It's got brick walls. it's, It's not terribly messy. It's got, like, a bookshelf. Like, it seems relatively put together i guess frazier's just that uppity <laughs> yeah well definitely there we're, we're leaning extra hard into his uppityness in the yeah. end of the season it's it's fine i think I, we have to do a little bit of tv magic i think that that apartment probably looks way more there's probably way more baby stuff if it's so cramped he's he's getting yeah. into his his baby shark toy the, the floor is probably really crazy yeah, it's kind of surprising. That. It's kind of surprising there was not an ounce of when when Fraser showed up, there was not one ounce of suggestion a baby might live there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a really good point. <laughs> Certainly, there's all sorts of things. Yeah, including the fact that he's covered with a he's got he's got a burp cloth stuck to his back, mm. which generally not how those work for the record. Fair enough. I, I guess it's possible, but that also means he probably hasn't washed his clothes in like three days. Gross. One of my pet peeves in TV and movies, which is coffee acting. Uh, what? So Frazier brings empty cups and pretends that there's coffee in them. And then all the characters like open the cup up, pour sugar in, and then pretend like they're sipping coffee. But because they use empty cups and there's no weight to them, it's just if you are aware of it, you just start to notice it every time you see bad coffee acting. It's really jarring. How often are you planted by this? I've, ne- I've never noticed. Did we have this problem in the Upside Down? Uh, you know, they usually are in Nervosa in the Upside Down, and they've got, like, mugs. They've got, like, even if there's even if there was nothing in them, they're, they're like... There's some weight to they've it. They've got weight because of the thing, yeah. Like, there's just something about paper cups that um, it's really obvious when there's nothing inside. I both didn't know, and I'm not surprised at all. This is one of your biggest pet peeves in all of TV and movie. It drives me so crazy. Uh, that's funny. I, have to, I probably won't be able to unsee it now. So thanks. Thanks for plating us and the listeners. You're welcome. Uh, are we? I don't know if we're allowed to do this. There was like a little bit of a powder room. Alert.
power room. Did you see that they go into Whoa. they go into the bathroom and we uh, no one can hear what's going on? That's interesting. I didn't. I did not consider the the, the weight that the powder room carries in Fraser. I didn't think <laughs> about it even showing up in this as a. We didn't even discuss it in our primer episode as like a potential character, to which return. is a mistake. We clearly dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, this kitchen, by the way, has a door. That's weird. Like you don't that need is, a door to have privacy. Super weird. Well, it's, it's <laughs> nice to have a door so that you can seal off the help while they're making you meals. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a very, very walled-in apartment, which is good when you have a baby, but is confusing when you're just using a kitchen on a day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, Fraser is so as as much as we we hate that he's like a super celebrity, and it's even worse this episode. We're going way crazier with this than I could have ever expected. He does yeah. seem like way more competent. He's able to handle like physical stuff better. His psych stuff sounds a lot better. I think Frazier as pompous ass, Kelsey Grammer doesn't miss a beat. He is, he is right back there. Oh yeah. As sort of insecure man child. I don't think we're quite getting that version of Frazier. We don't see a lot of him. Uh, like he's clearly gotten too much self-esteem in the last 20 years. Yeah. He's very secure in himself. Even like the whole subplot of uh, him, his voice putting the baby to sleep. So Eve wants him around and keeps asking for his help. And he thinks she's hitting on him. It's gross. But, it, you know, there is a version of Frazier 20 years ago who is absolutely trying to hit that and not skeeved out. Well, and when he finds out that it's just that he puts babies to sleep, he handles it really well. Much better than I think Frazier of 20 years ago would have handled it. 2003 Frazier for sure would have been devastated at that fact. He would be. He would have made a fight, speech. He would have been, <laughs> he would have been fighting that baby. <laughs> Oh, also, why is Freddie such a bad slurper? You forget the your normal coffee acting bit, but man, super annoying coffee guy. He should absolutely have been kicked out way sooner. Well, and it's like such he Frazier says, uh, I bought the building. I'm basically going to let you and your friend live for free. All you have to do is live in my apartment with me, Freddie. Don't bring any of your stuff, please. But I want you there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fine. He doesn't have much stuff. Most of the stuff he brings ends up being bot stuff anyway. Speaking of bot stuff, how thrilled were you at the prospect of the dining table for this place being a... Oh, my God. Was the air hockey table? Yes, I have to text Courtney. I was like, I got to We got to get this set up. What am I doing with a regular table? At first, you see it and you're just like, that's dope. This is great. But when we find out it's practical, it's it's practical, Curtis. I got to tell you. Uh, I did not have high hopes from episode one. And I, I I don't know if this is a good show, but that bit where he asks for the salt and so he passes it on the hockey puck, that was just dynamite. It was smooth too. It's, it, just, it made me realize we're using tables wrong. The actor playing Freddy during that scene was having way too much fun though. Well, it's in character though, right? Because he, he is, is intentionally... It? He's being a dick. Oh, yeah. He's there. He is there to be a dick. Like he is annoyed at his father, and he is intentionally trying to get Fraser's goat, and he's having a blast doing it. And I'm here for it. Fair enough. I don't know why I'm trying to shit all over his hockey table. It was great. We also got a good bit of Fraser talking sports, which is I he didn't do too much of it before, and I really like some of his his trying to understand sports stuff in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. It's what the oh. You- I didn't get any of it because you don't know what sports are. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, what, it's like a jar of dirt from the, the Fenway or something. Yeah, that's one of the bits, yeah. Is that not the bit you're talking about? Um, just 
what was it? When when Freddie describes, it must have been the jar of dirt that he was talking about. That box of dirt is from Fenway 2013. The socks were in that dirt. I want to understand why that's important. But to me, it just sounds like a laundry problem. David Ortiz made MVP of the World Series in that dirt. Big poppy. Well, good for him. Big sunny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I got the first, uh, my first laugh out loud in this revival so far. And that was when uh, his friend Alan, who again is the shining star so far, uh, he, he's like, hey, I found this great picture of us when we were younger. And Frazier's like, I'm not in this photo. Also, you're not in this photo. And that in and of itself is a pretty pedestrian joke. But the way Alan accepting this fact that this photo doesn't have him or his friend in it just casually throws it in the garbage. <laughs> I thought that was great. Did love that. I also, I also loved uh, Fraser spinning around in a chair trying to get, what's he trying to do? He's trying to get Alan to, to tell him that what he's writing down. Oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> what does that mean? Pretty obvious, isn't it? Please, Alan, I'm not in the mood. All right, all right. I'll just write a few things down in case I forget. You do what you want. It's no concern of mine. <laughs> what are you writing? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what did you write? He's convinced at the end because he kind of talks himself into the problem, recognizing he's being an ass, he's trying to reconnect with his son, and yet he's alienating everything about his son in the process. And he kind of comes to those conclusions without Alan having to say anything. And he is convinced that the thing Alan wrote was nothing, that it was all just a ploy to get Frazier to be reflective. And then he opens it up and Alan's like, no, man, I knew exactly what the problem was. I wrote it all down and you got there on your own. But I was there because I, I, I knew what you needed. Loved it. Yeah. Did you like that he hedged and write a, wrote a second prediction just to be safe? <laughs> I, I didn't need that throwaway joke. It was a cheap joke. It was a definitely. cheap joke, and I didn't. I didn't think it was funny enough to warrant undercutting. A pretty good, yeah. Scene. Like that. That was one of those scenes that wasn't necessarily laugh out loud funny. It was just um, kind of touching in a way. Uh, the same way the last episode had the bedroom scene with Freddie be a little bit touching, and I think they should just be a little bit more comfortable with those because those are the best moments so far. Like they're doing okay on that front. Don't undercut it with really bad. Like undercut it with good humor. Just don't undercut it with bad jokes. He he performs it yeah. well. Alan, he does a good job delivering it, but yeah. I, I what did you think of the kind of farcical miscommunication where the, the news reporter thinks Frazier's uh, confessing to having murdered his son? I can't believe I'm confessing this, but I hit my son over the head with my Art Nouveau vase. <laughs> Suffocated him with my Christian Lacroix pillows. God, I'm a monster. It was interesting because it was it was done better than most of the farces we've seen from season 11. That's an interesting take. I don't think you're even wrong, but that hurts a little. Well, the lines were much more natural. Like they made more sense in context, like both parties. I could have seen why they could why they'd be saying it, why they'd be appalled. I think by the part it. that bothered me was it seemed to me pretty clear that the sort of innuendo of it. And it seemed unlikely that Frazier would keep saying those very specific murdery sounding things <laughs> and not recognize how it sounds. Like at one point he turns around seeming in the, mo- in the moment, it seemed to me he recognized, oh, there are people here. They've heard me say something that sounds worse than it was intended. And he just keeps saying things like that over and over. No, that's, this is Frazier Crane. He doesn't recognize his yeah, windows okay. ever. 
He is way up his own ass and would never, ever have known that. That part was fine. I The only part I didn't like was the reporter's reaction once he, like, stormed out. Dr. Crane, this is Janae Whitaker from the Boston Globe. Please, I have a family. Her, her line was also dumb. Yeah. Really stupid. Yeah. Speaking of stupid, we show up at the bar with uh, all of Freddy's firefighter friends. Yeah, this is an interesting We're one. back to <laughs> now even like rough and tumble firefighters apparently are really into the Dr. Fraser Crane show. Like they're so excited. Must watch TV. So not only excited to see a celebrity, they they all have like a personal connection to how Fraser's show has helped them personally. Like what? It was bananas. It was absolutely bananas. And Hate, hate. That none of them, they're all super into Frasier. None of them know that Freddie's dad is Frasier Crane. And they, like, they continue throughout the whole scene to play these firefighters as just the biggest morons on the planet that are completely incapable of recognizing what is so clearly happening. I just, like, it's like, really? We, we have to portray firefighters as dim-witted idiots? Like, they're basically medical professionals. No, it's just those firefighters. Freddie's smart. He was a, a Harvard dropout. It's just the other four that are all very, very, very dumb. Yeah. Good luck. Obviously hated the fact that he was super popular. I thought it was really confusing when all of them go to the bar to get a bucket of beer. That's a really, really strange series of choices that was to get those two alone so they could hash out what's going on. Yeah. But once they go get the bucket of beer and they're like, uh, I actually like where the scene goes from there out. I, I liked the interactions with between Freddie and Frazier and then Frazier like really being a psychopath in the best way possible. And then even eventually covering for Freddie in the most Frazier way you could ever imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, Fra- Frazier is pretty good in this. Like it's a show called Frazier. He's the one main cast member returning. Uh, they got that part more or less right which is good it's just everything surrounding it feels so like i know we talk a lot in season 11 about how sitcommy this show can be but it's like ramped up it's and it's like you said before it is it is uh very much a big bang sitcom not fraser sitcom right it's definitely like dr fraser crane walked into that set yeah so uh we we get the kind of makeup scene where they they come to terms with each other and fraser says something he, he's talking about the dirt from Fenway and putting on the piano. He says, uh, we're something like Fenway meet Steinway. And then like that, <laughs> his, you know, whatever, like it's something Frazier would say, but the audience cheers. And I don't understand that reaction. <laughs> like they're just really there I, for the wordplay. I don't get it. <laughs> No, they're cheering because he, he's accepting something that his son likes, I assume. I think. I'm not actually sure. Maybe they were all hopped up on scooch. Great use of scooch. Would you drink scooch? Yeah, yeah I don't have good taste. I would absolutely. Yeah. I'm not a big scotch guy. I don't like the smoky flavor. But if it's artificial smoky flavor, uh, maybe I'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, what if it's, what if it's bottom, of the bottom dollar smoky barrel? No, Love scotch. Oh, really? I, I'll drink any of it. Okay. More of a bourbon man myself. Might go pour I got pour one right now. Okay, there we go. I was really confused when Eve knocked on the door. <laughs> like that's your, I guess, landlord. Uh, you can just walk in. It is interesting where where they choose to put boundaries and not in his show. There's very little, for the most part. Like like an episode ago, it was all hands on deck for a dinner party nobody was invited to. And I think they, I think they all walked in too. Uh, oh yeah, no, there, there was no, 
there was no respecting that door. It was just, let's go in and invade this dinner party. Most of the people walking in the door didn't know the people living there. Really strange. Yeah. Oh, we, we kind of brushed past it, but um, earlier when they were in the office, so Frazier and Alan share an office at Harvard. And I'm just like, okay, so this woman was so <laughs> excited to get Frazier. She thought he was the bee's knees. She was the superstar lecturer they needed to, to bring on board, and she was going to woo him. As soon as she's hired him, she's like, yeah, share an office with him. Like, I kind of love that about her. I love that she's just like, yeah, yeah, I got your, you signed the contract. So we'll put you where we want to put you. I love that too. I don't think Harvard's hurting for office space. I'm pretty sure you bring in someone you really want to get. There's room for them. I I don't think that they're just running out of like offices in that place. Maybe if it was all our alma mater, maybe, but like this felt really confusing. I feel like there's a version of this where Alan is annoyed to go from having his own office to having to share, but I kind of like that he's just like, I got a drinking buddy now. Great. I'm very, I was confused with Fraser's reaction because like, well, he did eventually say like under his breath that he wants an office of his own way to go with a flow casual sure. about it. No way he would have done that back in the day. Yeah, no, I agree. But who knows? Maybe he misses his old drinking buddy. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what beer does to Fraser. We, we talked about it before, but uh, we have not seen any Cheers characters and I don't have high hopes we will see any Cheers characters. I don't know at this point, 30 years later that Frazier has any real Boston connections other than his son. Yeah, true. It's feeling it's feeling at the moment like we're not getting any cameos. So no. I know you I know you rattled off who's supposed to be in there. So far there's no room for how you would work them in. Unless they're just showing up to Freddie's door for no reason. I am excited that Lilith is coming back and I'll be very curious to see that dynamic because Lilith and Frazier, they don't like each other. There are a lot of similarities between them. And the things they have in common are all the things that Freddie is no more. Like, Freddie is not any of those things. So it'll be interesting to see that dynamic, the three of them. Yeah, it will be. I, th- I think we're only getting a scene of her. I don't think we're getting a whole lot. Mm. Well, uh, at the end, we, we've, we've returned to this uh, tossed salad and scrambled eggs kind of endings. And uh, this one was so dumb. Like, I don't know why the nephew, yep. I don't know why David Crane is there. Don't know why he's in the apartment. By himself. But he's just there to pour the dirt into a plant and be self-satisfied with that. It's just, they've really got no idea what to do with him. Yeah. Obviously, it was for the dumb bit at the end. But what like, what do you think his reasoning in his head could possibly have been for there being a square box of dirt that could just go in any old plant vase? He's an idiot. Like, he's a moron. Even if, you're, even if you're an idiot, like what makes you think that that's the thing that needs cleaned up? It, uh, I, I mean, his grandfather just died. He doesn't even stop to think maybe these are the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying his grandfather just died. Like he's all screwed up. He doesn't know what, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's just cleaning up random dirt. No, no, no. He's not emotionally distraught. He's just. He does not seem distraught. No. Him. That would be a weird thing to do with ashes to throw it in a. Uh, a see-through container, but... We didn't talk about this. Like, yeah. we, we get a sense of, like, how close Freddy was to Marty, like, how, how how impacted he was by the death, even though he didn't go to the funeral, which I still think is weird, but... That, that, that didn't but track. we know that think. Marty stayed in Seattle, Niles stayed in Seattle, and Marty just died. So for all of this kid's life, all of uh, Niles and Son's life, Marty must have been a pretty regular presence. Like, he must have been on some level close to the man. And we've not gotten any indication he has even noticed somebody died in his family recently. (laughs) 
True. Do we know where Lilith was? Because we have to assume Freddie's with Lilith. She's she she was still in Boston. So Freddie probably grew up here. Yes. He Freddie is there because um he's from there. Niles' son is there because he's going to Harvard. Inexplicably. Clearly one of those uh legacy students. Yeah. You know what? That is that is a tough look at this point. Yeah. So so far does not track. Well, did you think this episode was good, bad, or ugly? So I that this your scale is much tougher for this one. <laughs> I don't want to put it in the full good category. There was there was a lot of ugly, but it was leaps and bounds better than that first episode. Yeah. Which is fair. Like you have to do a lot of setup for first step sometimes. So I'm willing to forgive it. I don't think we're, this is like good enough of an episode that I'm I'm really excited for episode three. But there's a lot more promise than after that first. On episode. the scale we've seen so far of this show, it's definitely good. Like I, I if if we yeah. if this is a low watermark and it only gets better from here, and we're going to regret calling this good, I will be thrilled. But I have a feeling yeah, I have a bad feeling. This is what a good episode looks like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of assume it'll be in the top five of the ten episodes. Yeah. Hopefully that first episode isn't. I will be I will equally be thrilled if that was the ugliest it gets. Like if that first episode was the low water. It might be. It might be. You have to do some weird stuff. Of course, stuff yeah. I mean, episode. it's it, w- once you've established the characters and the conceit, you can move past it and just have fun stories. Uh, getting them set up into that position is what's awkward. And they didn't do a great job, but... They did it. They did it awkwardly. Yeah. But uh, here we are. Are you excited for the the rest of the eight? Uh, excited. I'm excited that we're doing this. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited that we're talking about it. If if we having seen these two episodes, if I didn't have uh, a friend I was going to chat with about it, if I didn't have a purpose to it, I honestly don't know if I would keep watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This would be a tough. This would be tough to go at it just for no reason. Well, hopefully some of you listening will find this uh, equally fun to listen to. And maybe this will keep you going on watching this so far. Not stellar reboot of Frasier. If you loved it, let us know. Yeah. Uh, Where can they find us at? Uh, All the social media is at Reverse Psych Pod. Uh, If you want to email us directly, we're at Reverse Psych Pod pod at gmail.com yeah let us know tell us what we're what we're missing or if you hated it let us know too hate it with us yeah next week we will be back for another bonus episode to discuss episode three of this i keep wanting to call it season 12 but i don't think they're referring to it i think it's just technically a new show they better not call it season 12 because it does not feel it's season one of another show also called fraser very confusing <laughs> but whatever ah ah fast and curious we do not know at the time of this recording what that episode is titled it is still tbd oh so that's exciting. But if you are uh, enjoying this conversation, please feel free to listen to the full regular apps of our Frasier rewatch. It's a lot of fun. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next one. See you in episode three, guys. We're, we're doing three podcast episodes, and we are on track to uh, be done before most of our single podcast episodes. <laughs> Cutting Brad out really makes things easy. <laughs> always helps. It always helps. <laughs>